You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. I was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Good morning. It's Tuesday. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan live for Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um, it's snowing, so that's that. So just be careful out there. Hell yeah. Um, Tanya Blakely will probably be telling you to pack your patience, and you should. Oh yeah. Because it's a little treacherous, treacherous, not treacherous, treacherous. It's a tough word to it's say. It's treacherous out there. Can you say treacherous three times fast? Treacherous, treacherous, treacherous. Well, that's pretty good. That's Matt Rose. He's back from his uh, outing out in Western, what more Western, like the West Coast, West Side. That's where you went to. Don't do that. Um, I was okay. out on the West Coast. West yeah. Coast. Yeah. I won't do that Nobody either. says that. Sorry. There, uh, yeah, I was in Nanaimo. It was pretty cool. Okay. First time being there. So you, I don't want to mention the specific airline. Mm. Let's just call them EastJet. Uh-huh. But I don't want to mention it. Yeah. Because I don't want to give people free pub. If EastJet wants to sponsor our show, mm. no problem. By I'm, all means. I'm in. But apparently you were supposed to fly back Sunday night. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. During the Flames game. Yes. And then you were supposed to be here yesterday. Yeah. But you ran into some sort of snafu. Yeah, apparently someone I don't know called in sick, pulled the plug, just said I, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not getting on the plane. They didn't have enough crew, so we got an email like three hours before the flight was supposed to take off. But no, no longer flying today. Okay. Best we could do is the exact same flight tomorrow. So instead, ended up getting into Calgary. I think I got home at like midnight yesterday. So yeah, tight turn. But uh, the extra day in IMO certainly wasn't bad. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about it. Okay. But- yeah, an inconvenience for now, sure. How long was that flight? Uh, it's like an hour and a half-ish. Hour Is it 40, really that long? Hour 20, something like that. Yeah, Canada is so large. It's a, it's a big country, George. Yeah, it's large. Yeah, large country. You don't country. even realize until you fly. Like, it takes a while to get around this this country. Yeah, I, I thought it was very cool. I, there was one moment there where uh, we were down by the, the, the harbor, and they got a lot of seaplanes in and out, yep. and they'll just take seaplanes. So I saw a dude in a Canucks jersey. Who yeah. on Saturday? Who was going to fly the twenty-minute seaplane flight into Vancouver? I assume stay the night because probably can't get one in the middle of the night. Yeah, and then uh, come back the next day. And the flights on those are like pretty cheap and pretty quick. I was like, look at that, that. pretty sweet deal. That's pretty cool. You don't have to live in big city Vancouver if that's not your cup of tea. Because like the, the for the guy's age, he's probably not getting season tickets. He's probably mm-hmm. going every once in a while as is. That's a pretty good setup. Well, it's just like Carey Price's dad used to fly him to practice. Sure, Which is insane. Yeah, like that's that's a bit much. But, that seems like regular flights, but yeah. that but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, especially when your kid is going to be one of the best goalies the game has ever seen. So, um, do you know was it a was it a pilot? Was I don't know. A flight I just, attendant, just crew, just that was it. Okay, that was all they told us. Because I, again, I I don't really know the flight game that much. Me neither. But Not uh, for me. it's easy to get extremely angry or irritable when you're on a plane. Yeah. Um, but. 
if you were short like a... And then they bumped us up to premium on the way home anyways. Look at you. So we had those very two... Because we were on one of the little... Uh, what are they? Bombardier four hundos. Yeah. Um, uh, with the the props propeller? on them. Yeah. Yep. So we I'm had not those... a big fan of the propeller. Not plane. sketchy as hell. Getting no, out of that but Nanaimo. It's, but it's not. No, like... it's not. But like getting out of that Nanaimo Valley when the wind is going and you're in a prop plane. Yeah. You're like, ah, this is this is. It's not usually this rough. Yeah. I swear, it's not usually this rough, and it was rough. So. Um, we had the two front seats, so lots. Of look at you. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, you. I, I actually saw this stat uh-huh. on the internet because it's got to be true. Sure. Do you know that flying um, in North America, they've gotten flying is so safe now that mm-hmm. there's one fatality for every 4.3 million flights. Isn't that insane? That's a lot. Then like the, I like those numbers. Yeah. I'm very comfortable with those numbers. Yeah. Super safe to fly. Yeah, and that's why, in the sense, you can almost like kind of enjoy it. Like turbulence doesn't really freak me out too much. Mm. Like once we're up there, we're up there, and what are you gonna do about it? Too. That's kind of my my. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Is is she, she is, goes down? She goes down. That's is your bad. is your lady? <laughs> yeah, great. Because that's the way I want to go down. Um, <laughs> is your lady yeah, in a plane? That'd be fun. Um, is your lady friend a good flyer or no? Ma, uh, pretty good. Yeah. Like when when the turbulence got going, she had to she had to reach a hand over. For sure. White knuckle a little bit. Oh, just a little bit. Maybe look up from the book. Yeah. yeah, nobody's a big fan of turbulence. No. But then as soon as you get out of the valley in the wind, it was all fine. I did have a I did have a couple of funny stories from the trip that okay, I wanted to I, share. You know I love funny stories. Okay. We'll get to the flames eventually. They're playing the guy. Hey, this is a sports show. Good get to the flames, idiots. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Great job against the Sens. Not so good against the other guys, whatever that was. Um so yeah. we're there first night. We're there for a um, uh, Haley uh, better half's grandfather who passed away. So we're there for a celebration Sorry, of life. Um, there were we were staying at her grandma's house with her uncle. And, Did it smell like a grandma's house? Oh, it smelled like a grandma's house. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Was but she drinking old fashions? Like uh, we were drinking old fashions. Yes. How did I know? Unbelievable! What yeah. a pull. <laughs> Um, so her uncle was there. Grandma's love old fashions. Anyway, with, with his partner, her dad was there. His, his partner as well, and we're there. And, and the first night goes off without a hitch, no problem, whatever. Everybody goes to bed, goes their separate ways, and I'm sleeping like a baby, having a great sleep. And, and Haley kind of pushes me awake. She's like, "Matt, Matt, you gotta wake up." I'm like, "What? What is going on?" I. She's like, "Jeff's in the bed." Jeff is her uncle. What? I'm like, what? And I roll over. And I see her, and there's Jeff sleeping in the bed. And I roll back over, and then my eyes shoot open. I'm like, whoa, what is her uncle doing in the bed? The dude had slept, walked, gone to the bathroom, oh, because this is his childhood home that he woke up in, and for some reason just opened the wrong door while he was asleep and just freaking crawled into the wrong bed. And we wake up at like 3 a.m., there he is. All snuggled in. Okay, first of all, that's insane. Yeah, because when you said about her uncle Jeff, I was like, "Oh no!" Like that's that doesn't sound good. <laughs> like I'm yeah. like, please, please, <laughs> no. there isn't any hood childhood no. trauma. No, like no. no, like please, I don't want anything attached no. to that. No. Okay, good, because I got really scared there for no. a sec. Um, I, I've always been told you're not supposed to wake a sleepwalker. Is this true? Uh, so then Jeff was all tuckered out in your bed? You kind of... Like, was he just like a moment, giant dog and you had to, like, contort your body where you weren't really touching old Jeff? I was on the other side. Yeah. Haley would have been in the middle there. 
Okay. And I, she's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, reach over and punch him in the mouth? Like, yeah. you you get him up. He's your uncle. Yeah. Sure enough, she pushes him. And of course, Haley, she's like, she's like being all sweet. She's like, Uncle Uncle Jeff. Yeah. Uncle Jeff, is t- could, could you, you came to the wrong bed. And sure enough, eventually his eyes shoot open. And he doesn't say a word. And he just one foot out of the bed and uh-huh. a second foot. And he kind of backs up three steps and turns yeah, around and just walks out again. Like bed. I've, I've never experienced. And he thought it was a dream when he woke up the next. Of morning. course, we had to give him the old. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, the current girlfriend has warned me about sleepwalking. I've mm-hmm. just never experienced it. Yeah, that like, was my yeah. first. Like when someone crawls into bed with you. And again, experience. obviously, like things. I, I don't know. Like again, I'm the furthest thing away from smart and being a medical professional. But I'm sure the stressful situation of what went down maybe triggered something like that. Hence yeah. why rolling into your bed with you and your girlfriend. Luckily, like, there wasn't some sexy time happening. Because that would have got super awkward. <laughs> yeah, well, that uh, that in itself would have been an awkward situation <laughs> you just think? from the start. Yeah. But yeah, if he had rolled Old on Uncle in. Jeff's in the doorway, you're like, Uncle Jeff, what are you doing right now? <laughs> Luckily, Do we have to call the police, Uncle Jeff? Luckily, everybody was rocking the appropriate oh, okay. sleepwear for the okay. middle of the night. But that was a fun experience yeah. to kind of start the weekend yeah. off. So I enjoyed that. And the other one is just kind of a little side note from uh, there was like an open house situation there on Saturday. And uh, an older gentleman comes through. And um, he was talking to Haley's brother about being where he's from. And he happens to live in Edmonton. And... Uh, I just hear him from across the room, and this is an older gentleman. Yep. He says, uh, yeah, I, I moved to Edmonton when I came back from Korea. I was there for two years. Okay. Wasn't much better than Korea. Oh, boy. <laughs> Woof. Oh, boy. <laughs> and from across the room, I'm like, yeah. cheers, bud. Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> I'm always here for a little Edmonton did slander. He, did he all of a sudden like break down and like think about all his war buddies? Like, did that happen? No, no, no. It was all good. Okay, just one. You little, know, Korea is the Forgotten War. Just one Maddie. little chirp over at Edmonton. Yeah, okay. I, I've heard the Forgotten War. Yeah. I, well, uh, I'm glad you're back. Thanks. I'm, I'm happy glad to be here. I'm glad Uncle Jeff uh, didn't do anything crazy. Just a quick snuggle. Nothing weird. Yeah. Nothing weird about it. And uh, you uh, you had a little bit of turbulence on the plane. Mm-hmm. I feel like out of all of us, maybe Alex Brody would be the most nervous flyer. Are you a nervous flyer, Alex? No, 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 no. I, I like flying. It's fun. Okay. Patrick? I haven't flown enough to really do. I've only done it flown like four times. So, okay. Yeah, I, I I don't care for it. I hate the whole process. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't, uh, surprise, that doesn't me surprise me. That you yeah. hate the, yeah. the lines and yeah, the, the boarding security the airport. and the people yeah. Oh, yeah. and their way of life in there. Yeah. If yeah. I could drive everywhere, I would. That doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody loves turbulence. I had, uh, we went to Arizona and uh, the plane like dropped 10,000 feet in like a second because it hit an air pocket. Mm. So much so where like this the stewardess had to be escorted off the plane because oh. she got hurt. Oh. It was serious. That's no good. But like, let me tell you, when you're in a plane and then your stomach your is in your mouth in a split second, and you're like, this is not fun. It just drops. Yeah. Not fun. But the, the bumpiest flight I ever took was coming home from Las Vegas. We flew into New York. So it was uh, New York City to Buffalo. And it was like a stormy, thunderstormy day, and we were in a small plane. 
and we were low, and this thing from takeoff to flying in Buffalo was just bumpy city. And our flight attendant was named Don. Like John? He, no, Don. He was a man. He was Don. Don hated his life. I Donnie. Think he, Donnie boy wanted that thing to hit the ground because he just like, I can't do this anymore. He was like, today he was the miserable. Day, baby. And this was day. a short time after that unfortunate accident in Buffalo where the plane crashed into the home in somebody yep. in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we're going to hit a house here and Don's going to be like cheering on the way down. And I don't want to go down with old Donnie boy here. <laughs> oh, no. It was 45 minutes to just straight up and down turbulence. Oof. And I'm like, I want to get off this bird. And I'm an okay flyer. Like, I, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I, I like to nap on a plane. I'm a yeah. good napper. Mm-hmm. You know what the best part about a roller coaster is? When you get off. Okay. And when You're it's not a big short, roller coaster guy? I, I can enjoy a roller coaster, but I think if I rolled a roller coaster for 45 minutes straight, I'd probably have had enough. Yeah. I think you get to a certain point yeah. where you're, you're like, like, I'd okay, rather uh, not feel terrified and yeah. be thrown around like a piece of meat. Maybe I want I'd off just, this ride. Maybe I'd just like to... You know, put my feet on the ground for a couple minutes. Yep. That wouldn't um, be a bad thing. We're, we're glad you're back. You missed uh, GVP and Alex Brody disappointing people oh in their God. lives yesterday. Who disappointed more? Was it our... Well, it Patrick Was it decide. our boy or was it... Was it? Yeah, it was Alex. Oh, no. I think it was a team effort of disappointment. <laughs> you want me to give you a, you GVP, want me? when he did that, that one about the Columbus ships, and he rallied that stuff off, I was like, damn. You want, you want I don't co- know how good I would be at a 90s want, quiz either. No, so. it's not. It wasn't a 90s quiz. Oh, this is just a general, general knowledge. Yeah. General knowledge pop quiz. Yeah, you wanted just a couple sample questions oh, before I'm we move sure on. Sure, I would have taken this in the teeth as okay. well. Okay, um, they so didn't get dumb. this one. In 2005, Hurricane Katrina devastated which U.S. city? Uh, that would have been New Orleans, wouldn't it? Correct. Yes. Can I get a ding, please? <sighs> I was nervous there. Uh, you got that one. Um, I'm trying to. Th- oh. Okay, uh, they both didn't get this one. Okay. The smash hit Everything I Do, I Do For You from 1991's oh, Robin Hood no. Prince of Thieves, uh, Prince of Thieves soundtrack was sung by which Canadian singer? The song spent 16 weeks at number one. Look into your heart. Yeah, is it it's Shania or Cher? Cher. I don't know. Cher's game. Cher? Brian Adams. You don't know that song? No, I know who Brian Adams is, but yeah. for some reason I was hearing a female voice when I... All right. Okay. Um, they didn't get this one either. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gulf War was from 1990 to 1991. <laughs> it was an armed campaign waged by a 35-country military coalition in response to the Iraqi invasion of Kuwait. Who was the president of Iraq who ordered the invasion? The president of Iraq? Um, was it Saddam Hussein? Yes! <laughs> See, it's not that right. hard. There you go. What's the provincial capital city of New Brunswick? The provincial capital city of New Brunswick. Uh, my 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 current girlfriend said Peggy's Cove, and I'm like, that's not even. <laughs> GVP said Cape Breton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go. That's not Newfoundland. Very... Oh man, it's not. It's not Halifax, is it? No, because Halifax is Newfoundland Labrador. Uh, it's Fredericton. Mm. All right, I'll give you one more. Okay. Um, this person served, they didn't get this one either. This person served as prime minister of the United Kingdom twice from 1940 to 1945 during the second world war. And again, from 1951 to 1955. I, I don't know. Winston Churchill. You've heard of him? Yes. I've heard of Winston Churchill, but do I know the times that yes, Halifax is in Nova Scotia? Yes. Sorry. Yes. I feel like my current girlfriend now. 
somebody like immediately had to sprint to their phone. Yeah. And shoot us a text. My bad. Yes, Halifax is in Nova Scotia. Um, yeah. Okay. We got lots to do today. It's the Flames game night. They got to win tonight in Arizona against the Coyotes. Pretty much 15 <sighs> games left. Win 14 of them and you get in. I Maybe. Said, I said yesterday with Patty Dumas, 11. 11 minimum here with 15 to play. Mm-hmm. Right? 11 minimum. You have to win 11 games out of their last 15. What did that put them at? 11 will put them at 95? There can be some loser points mixed in there. Okay. But, but they need to win 11 of 15. Okay. Okay. Um, Justin Bourne, um, Real Kipper and Bourne, NHL on Sportsnet at 7.30. Our man Julian McKenzie covers the Flames for the Athletic at 8 o'clock. BNS, Ben Nicholson-Smith, uh, Sportsnet, Blue Jays analyst, will join us at 8.45. We'll talk about uh, the Jays in Canada getting absolutely destroyed at the uh, at the World Baseball Classic last night. I actually watched some of this game because I knew our man Lou was down at the game, and then we saw Eric Francis and Brennan Parker tweet out picks that they were in Arizona watching the game. Yeah. After Mike Trout hit that three-run bomb, I'm like, okay, shut it down. I don't need to watch this anymore. It's over. And I felt so bad for Jasper Bratt, who was on the mound for the for Team Canada, yeah, that 19 year old. Yeah, how lucky not, the Devils were off. You could you could just see he had he wanted no part of guys like Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. He's like, oh my god, I got to face Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. He was all around the strike zone. He's like, I I can't challenge these guys. I, I have no faith in my stuff. And Canada absolutely just got torn apart by the United States, 12-1 in a game that the mercy rule was uh, implemented there after seven innings. And I'm like, that's got to like, suck when you go to the game and pay for tickets. You don't even watch the whole game. It's done after seven. Yeah, I know it's a 12 to one game, but still. Yeah, that was not pretty. There was a few things I was bouncing back between a little hockey. And I watched a little bit of Bianca's first set there. Mm. And then I was watching a little bit of the world baseball classic. And yeah, I, you got to applaud the, Effort. Gumption from the kid, but like even when Ernie Wick came out for that first mound meeting and he yeah. was like shrugged his shoulders, like, hey, how about those guys? Hey, those yeah. those guys are pretty good over there. You want to keep going? And he stayed in and got beat up a little bit more, got what, a single out, couple outs, and that was that. But listen, when you don't have your top guys, especially your pitchers, your Pavettas, yeah. your Sorokas, yeah, it's tough. You're going to be in yeah. tough against a lineup like that. Uh, and they got to be Columbia today uh, to stay alive at the World Baseball Classic, which is absolutely a winnable game. Uh, before we get to the Rose Report, lots to do in the Rose Report. Mm-hmm. Got a busy show, as I mentioned. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to talk about balls. Huh? And we're going to talk about um, Tom Hoagie. <laughs> you put the Hoagie. <laughs> Sorry, I just that's my bad. I don't bad know. Bill Cosby. Yeah, let's not do the that. hoagie. Okay. You sprinkle the quaalude Stop. in the hoagie. That's enough. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna talk about Tom Hoagie and balls later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna give you the text question um, at the top of the next hour. Oh, because that's what I want to do. You sit on it. But I also wanted to tell you about I played some hoops last night. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, played some hoops last night. Late game, nine thirty tip. Oh, gross! I would not have gone. Yeah, I know. Well, that's you. Um, so played some hoops last night and, uh, your boy again, um, I have the, uh, what brick city again. Yeah. I have the, uh, <laughs> the touch of, uh, I don't know if I, no, I don't think I should say that word. It's too early. For that word. Yeah. Oh, wow. Alex, like he's on his game today. Um, one for 10 from the field. Oh yeah. Uh, and I blew <laughs> like two easy layups. <laughs> And the one shot I hit was a beautiful, like, Trey Young, like, like floater. 
But like, yeah. So listen to how we won the game. Uh huh. So your boy was one for ten, had a couple rebounds, a steal, a turnover. I was keeping track of my stats yeah. to talk about it today because I'm so terrible. Uh huh. But uh, I was I was running. I was running back on defense. I was playing defense. So uh, we're down one point with the in the dying seconds. So this really tall guy we had on our team, uh, we get the ball to him. He's going to shoot. Gets fouled. No time left on the clock. He has to hit two free throws for us to win it. First one, bam, swish. Oh. And now the game's tied. He has to hit this one. Second one, it looks a little short. Makes it. We win by one point. Wow. Yeah. Big win. Yeah. That's when I'm impressed. Yeah. Sutz loves it. Yeah. That'd be. Well, that's exciting. And then your boy was like the inspirational leader. Of the team, did you give a big because speech after a rallying cry in this elementary school? They had. I a... might have been one for no. ten, but together. Yeah. So, um, it was very a Ted Lasso like. There was a sign in the gym that says "Play like a champion today," and I'm like, "Hey guys, just look at the sign." Yeah. Do and a I little smack it. up there. Yep. Nice. And we won by a point last night wow, in basketball. That's awesome. That's great news. It I'm was, happy for you. Yeah. It was crazy. Ted Lasso returns tomorrow. It does. Um, our text question uh, involves a Canadian award show, <gasps> which I don't think well, I, I I never would have thought we would do that. But we're going to do that at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. But straight ahead, lots to get into with the roads report. We'll talk about balls. It's all straight ahead. Balls. It's uh, it's the big show. It's Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. George, Matt, Patrick, Alex. At the top of the next hour, uh, we're going to unleash our text question for the day. It involves uh, something that happened at an award show last night in Canada. Tee up the Flames and Coyotes. It's a Flames game day. A crucial game at the Mullet Arena in Tempe, Arizona tonight. By the way, um, this is Nirvana. Alex did not know the lead singer of the band Nirvana. That really? was one of the questions. That was the tie-breaking question. He did not know that <sighs> Kurt Cobain was the lead singer of Nirvana. Like I said... It, I, I know what the bands, I could care less what the names of the singers yep. and the drummers. Mm-hmm. And the... Only if you would have seen the disappointment in Maddie's face a second ago. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he was. Uh... That's a tough one. Yeah, that is. That's a, tough a hard one. one to swallow. Yep. Justin Bourne, Julian McKenzie, Ben Nicholson Smith, all straight ahead. But right now, it's time for the Rose Report. And it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Ah, welcome in. Flames game day. Very happy to be back. Getting the report all done up for you. The Flames can sweep the Coyotes in the season series tonight. We got the latest from the NHL, the latest from the NFL. That plus Jays, Raptors, a little CanCon, and some local notes. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Twice the splash effect has been used today. Like, is that was that a cannonball? Was that a jackknife? Um, is that a belly flop? It's like throwing a stone in. 
Like a heavy stone. Like a big rock. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a sploosh to it. Flames start a little baby two-gamer of the stop in Arizona to battle the Coyotes. Flames six points back of a playoff spot after yesterday's action. We'll get to that in a moment, but the Flames and Coyotes will play the third and final time this season. Second time down at the mullet. Calgary scraped out a 3-2 win back on December the 5th before a 6-3 win in Arizona. That featured a multi-goal comeback. That was also the last win for Dan Fladar in a game where all but five Flames forwards found the score sheet. Calgary outshot, outshot Arizona 51-14 to in that one. Get your hammer out and hammer the Lindholm goal prop. Nobody in the NHL has more goals against Karel Vizmelka in his career. Lindholm has goals in five straight. He's got five goals against Karel Vizmelka. Also, expect Jacob Markstrom between the pipes as he's been red hot throughout March. Okay. Amongst all goalies with at least five games played in March, Mar- Markstrom ranks first in goals against with a 1.99 and first in save percentage with a 936. Mm. Puck drop tonight, a late one. 8 p.m. start for the last. That's a tough one for you. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Patty and Lou got your pregame at 7. Patty and his beautiful band of rotating hosts will... Uh, do I have the time wrong here? Was it because I was in Vancouver and I had the time wrong? Is it a 7 o'clock start? Why does this say 7 o'clock here? I I might have messed that up. Is that your mess up, Patty, or is that my mess up? That's That's your mess mess up. up. It's 8. That's your mess up. It's an 8 o'clock start. Well, the pregame show gets going after our show anyway. (laughs) You're not really wrong. No, it's Merrick, and then it's 7 hours of pregame coverage. Blair and Barker, sorry. My goodness. Uh, looking forward to the game tonight, though. 8 o'clock start. And, uh, yeah, we'll have your Flames coverage all day long, baby. Flames and Desert Dogs won a 12 games on the NHL sked tonight. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, look back at yesterday's game. Unless you had a note on the Flames or anything you wanted to add there? Um, I wanted to get your thoughts quickly because uh, the yeah, big yeah. storyline of the weekend was uh, Jonathan Huberto finally back on the left wing. Yeah. Like all is right with the world, and yeah. then and then passive aggressive Daryl Sutter after yep. the game on Sunday goes, yeah, he scored from the right side and Jerome McGinley. Yeah, and you can see sure, the, you Darryl. can hear the smile yeah, on his great. face because yeah. he's so passive aggressive, and I'm I'm actually a big fan of being passive aggressive. Um, I thought he played really well, and we talked about this stat yesterday. Flames nine zero and one when Huberto has two or more points this season. That's a good number. You like that. And he yeah. should have more multi-point games then. Yeah. I think you should try and do that more uh, often. Because he's a guy who had well over 100 points last season. Another one, too, here. The uh-huh. Flames have won 15 straight games when Rasmus Anderson scores. Yes. And he's starting to play much better since coming back from that uh, incident in Detroit. So you like what you're seeing. That uh, switch up with the pairs has paid dividends. You know what? Troy Stetcher. God bless him. Uh, we talked about this team needed a depth blue liner, and I think he's fit in really nicely here. It looks like the Nick Ritchie experiment has maybe gone awry already. And fine by me. Which is not a, a huge surprise. It's weird. I, I miss Troy Brett Stetcher. Ritchie. Like he's he's done he's he's played well with the door off on that bottom pair. I've liked him a lot. He's got good puck skills, pretty solid in his defensive zone. Like you can see that he gives a lot of effort. Sometimes he you know, maybe misplays a thing and, or two, but and, yeah. I, and I think it, I it, like him on. Third I think pair. It gives the door off a little more freedom sure. offensively too. Just having someone who's played in the league for a longer time, yep. and maybe you can rely on a little bit more. Uh, let's start with a classic rivalry from yesterday. The Leafs were looking to sweep the season, the Sabers in their three-game season series. Toronto in search of a third straight win after beating McDude and the Oilers back on Saturday. Holy 
Buffalo's playoff hopes have faded to a glimmer. 1-5-1 in their last seven games. Seven points back the Islanders enter in action, although they do have a couple games in hand. And Alex Tuck made his return to the lineup after missing eight games, and what a return it was. Tage Thompson waits for it. Jake McCabe marking him. Thompson in front for Tuck scores. What a pass from Tage Thompson. And welcome back, Alex Tuck. This game is tied at two apiece. Cousins behind the net for Skinner. Looks out front. Tuck scores! Alex Tuck with two in his return to the lineup. And Buffalo on the power play have taken a 4-2 lead with 8.40 to go in the third period. 30 goals for the first time in his career after Alex Tuck doubles down in his return to the lineup. The Sabres went 2-5-1 while he was out. Sabres score four unanswered. They beat the Leafs 4-3 and move within five points of a playoff spot. Dan Dunleavy on the call there. Montreal was the other team in action hosting the Avalanche. Montreal losers of six in a row getting passed by the Canucks, Flyers, and Coyotes to get top five odds in the Bedard sweepstakes. Colorado 2-3-1 in their last six games to be in the second wild card. A point behind the Jets, five points ahead of the Flames and the Predators. So you're telling me there's a chance. Flames fans hoping for the Canadiens. Canadiens fans hoping for the Avalanche. Avalanche fans hoping that Gabe Landeskog is healthy for the playoffs because I can't imagine that they think that they're going to miss the postseason. Arturi Lekkinen, uh, nice game. This one done in the first period. Now for Miko Ranton at top of the near circle. He lets it go. Save made. No, it goes in. They score. I think this one's Arturi Lekkinen. And if he gives this one to someone else, he gets the man of the year award. Nope, it's his. It's a power play goal. And the Canadians fans are cheering for their former winger. His return to Montreal, his first game since being dealt at the 2022 deadline. He scored his second of the first period moments after being applauded in a TV timeout. And then you heard the applaud from the crowd after he scores there. His 20th made it 4-0 abs. They skated to an 8-4 win over the Canadiens and jumped over the Jets to take third in the Central. Um, Habs finally uh, on that tank train, uh, winless in seven. Stop generating points if you're the Habs. Because for some reason... Uh, the Ducks and Coyotes continue to rack up some points here down the stretch. If you're the Habs, uh, continue to just go in complete total toilet right now. Uh, the bad news on Arturi Lekin is he actually broke his finger in this game and has now returned to Colorado to have surgery. So uh, the Avalanche also hoping that he'll be ready for the postseason as well. Two goals and an assist before he left the contest. Nightcap had the Stars and the Kraken duking it out in Seattle for the second straight game. One of those Weird scheduling, Kirk, so I know you love so much. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. Stars won an OT back on Saturday, giving them five wins in their last six games as they continue to try to keep the Wild at bay. Just a single point lead to hold first in the Central. Seattle was just a point ahead of Edmonton and in danger of slipping into the wild card picture. So plenty to fight for on both sides of the sheet. Game winner for this one came in the second period. Left circle, turns away and drops it off up top. Haskinen, center point to the far side for Ben. Jamie Ben shoots, tip, scores. Yes, man. Can't breathe. Pavelski at the top of the slot right at the hash marks. Oh, no. Ah, it's tough. Everett fits you of uh, the Kraken Radio Network on the call of that one. Y- you know, I, weeks ago I said, hey, maybe the Kraken are the team that might fall out of the playoff race. Mm-hmm. After winning five straight, they've lost three straight in regulation. And listen to their schedule. At the Sharks, don't like that if you're the Flames. No. Uh, home to the Oilers, okay. Mm-hmm. At the Stars, like yeah. that. Yeah. And then they play um, two games in Nashville against the Predators. 
and then at the wild. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Um, I know it's eight points. Let me get the clip again. I know it's so eight you're points. Telling me there's a chance. Couple Who points for old Joe in Dallas. That kind of helps. Who do you think is going to have a better final, like, quarter of the season? Less than quarter of the season. The Kraken or the Jets? I'm, you know, I'm going to let you think about that. Patrick, who's going to have a better final, like, 15 to 17 games here? The Kraken or the Jets? Mm. I would say the Kraken. It all depends on how bad Josh Morrissey's banged up. If he has to miss any more than that 10-game against Tampa, like if he's back in the lineup against Carolina tonight, okay. I like the Jets more, but if they have to miss Morrissey for more than a week, I don't like the Jets' chances. Okay. The Seattle Seattle has an easier schedule technically, but they still got some hard games in there. Golden Knights twice, Dallas, L.A., Minnesota, Edmonton. Yeah, we'll see. I think both of them are certainly still in the range for the Flames. Flames are six points back of the Jets for a playoff spot. They're tied with the Predators right now, although Nashville does have three games in hand. Flames' playoff chances went to 27.4% uh, on moneypuck.com and 23% from Dom at the, at the Athletic. Tonight, lots to keep an eye on. 11 games apart from the Flames and the Coyotes. Every Canadian team but the Leafs are in action. The Oilers will host the Senators. Edmonton will get a point ahead of the Kraken with a win. That'll go at 7 o'clock. The Canucks will host the Stars at 8. Vancouver has won four in a row to get further from Connor Bedard. Big game in Carolina for Flames fans as the Jets and the Hurricanes go at 5 o'clock. Jets are six points ahead of the Flames entering tonight's games. Also, Andrei Svechnikov, uh, the fear among the Hurricanes organization uh, from Elliot Freeman is that he tore his ACL, which would mean the end to the year for the young Russian forward who's having himself an outstanding season. Third in points on the Hurricanes. He's got 23 goals and 55 points. It's actually tied with Sebastian Ajo for most points on the Canes. So that would be a massive loss if, in fact, he does miss the rest of the season. Other Canadian team in action is the Habs. They'll visit the Penguins. That's also a 5 o'clock start. Penguins look for more breathing room as they sit in the first wildcard spot. Elsewhere, the Devils host the Lightning. Knights and Flyers out in Philly. The Rangers battle the Capitals at 6. The Predators host the Red Wings. Preds still hanging around that playoff race as well. Islanders and Kings. Bruins and Blackhawks. Blue Jackets and Sharks at a Bedard Bowl. The two worst teams in the NHL. Separated by three points. Sharks ahead of the Blue Jackets. One spin of the lottery ball this morning says... Ooh, okay. I uh, went over to Tankathon. I gave a little rip. And congratulations to Doug Armstrong and the St. Louis Blues. Oh, you won the wow. first overall pick. That'd be massive. And the right to select Connor Bedard. And also, congrats to the Montreal Canadiens, the second winner. They move up to second. Wow. I, th I, I think I'm going to do this like every day, and we'll see how Bedard, it goes. Bedard, Kairou, and Thomas? That, it's a line. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Or you go, you know, Thomas Listen, Bedard down the middle. He's going to Columbus. <laughs> he's going to go wallow in Columbus. Until he becomes a free agent, then he's going to leave that godforsaken team. Mm, looking very much forward to that. All right. Um, I have something fun here for when we get into the NFL. Because it is the NFL free agency window. It opened up yesterday. The negotiation window, mm. in quotes. Sure. Uh, I was listening to the New Heights guys yesterday. They called it the tampering period, which is very much true. Here's the deal. Right now, teams and agents can talk about, talk about contracts. They can handshake. They can even sign them. They just can't file them with the NFL until Wednesday afternoon. But nevertheless, lots of things have happened. So what I've done is I've collected four clips for you, George. Do you have the clips? Do you have them in your folder there? They're in your uh, 
I put them in the raw audio folder in Burley. Okay. There's four titles. I like it. Good for the player. Good for the team. And good for nobody. Okay. So I'm going to throw these signings at you. You play a clip that explains how you feel and then tell us why you feel that way. Does that make sense to you? Sure. Okay. Now, am I playing these clips from my Burley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it all set up, so they're going to fire. All you just got to do is just pick whichever one matches your emotion. Okay. And off we go. Jimmy Garoppolo. Off to beautiful Las Vegas. Derek Mm. Carr went off to New Orleans. So Jimmy G is in city. Three years, $67.5 million, 34 of it guaranteed. Do you like it for both sides? Do you like it for one side? Mm. Do you not like it at all, George? Um, We were robbed. Do you think so? I think it's good for the player. Here's why. Jimmy G getting a guaranteed $37 million and a guy who's definitely dealt with some injuries in his career. Um, The fit kind of makes sense. A, they need a quarterback. B, it's the Josh McDaniels factor. He was his OC back in New England Mm -hmm. back in the day. He knows the system very well. I'm just not sure this is a good fit for the team either because is Jimmy Garoppolo really an upgrade on Derek Carr? Is he? I don't think he is, to be honest with you. And when you're insulated in Kyle Shanahan's system that runs the football so effectively, opens up play action for Jimmy Garoppolo, talented playmakers all over the field. And it's not like he doesn't have that with the Raiders now. Devontae Adams, who, by the way, seemingly looked pissed on Instagram last night with with his post. But you have him, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, if those guys can stay healthy. Josh Jacobs coming back for another season. There's a lot of playmakers in Las Vegas. I'm just not sure this is an upgrade for the Raiders. In fact, I don't think it's an upgrade for the Raiders. I just thought it was very curious. If you're going to get into the quarterback market, maybe they should have went super hard after Aaron Rodgers and reunited Adams and Rodgers together. Linebacker Tremaine Edwards goes from the Bills to the Bears. Edmonds? Yeah. uh, No, Tremaine. They have TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. I got audio auto-corrected here on my word here. Uh, four years, $72 million, 50 of it guaranteed. Largest four-year contract for an inside linebacker in the NFL ever. Like a glove. Yeah, I think that fits like a glove. Yeah, I think that's good for the team. Um, that's a team that traded away Roquan Smith, mm-hmm. had a big hole at linebacker. They have a ton of cap space to spend. Hey, you got to like what the Bears are doing right now. They got TJ Edwards as well. Got a uh, got that big haul for the number one overall pick. Going to mm-hmm. try to build around uh, Justin Fields. And they got a ton of cap space to do it. I, th- I wish they would go out there and solve the offensive line issues. I'm sure they will in the draft and here in free agency. But I do like what the Bears are doing right now in a division that Packers fan Patrick Dumas will attest to is kind of wide open. And this is weird to say. Maybe right now, Patrick... The Lions are the best team in the division. Um, I, I, I well, it's it's kind I of think a they to- are. It's a toss up just between me, the Vikings, and the and the Lions right now. Do you now. really trust the Vikings though? I I don't trust you anybody trust in Lions? this division. The Lions are on the up and up. Yeah. I, they are, but you know what? If they miss but the playoffs the this Lions. year, they're the biggest disappointment exactly. around. They're going to yeah. be going in with some expectations that they haven't had in years. And it's the Lions. But I still think they're the best of team in that division. They're doing the right thing. They're developing the guys up. They're getting younger guys in around Jared mm. Goff, who's seemingly reignited his career. Detroit is a good team. And also, I kind of like what Chicago's been doing here. I know yep. they still got a lot of work to do. A lot of do. holes. A lot of holes are on that roster. The division is wide open. It is.
The Bears and Lions on the rise? Packers and Vikings? Eh. Especially the Vikings releasing Adam Well, Thielen. the Vikings mm-hmm. are doing their... Like they they're doing their whole retooling. They're and getting Cam rid of Dantzler. the old guys. They're getting rid of the guys that Rick Spielman brought in. Yep. This is Quasey's team now. So yep. The linebacker they love there. Who's his name? Kendrick. Kendrick. He's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. See ya. Uh, Patrick def- Patterson's gone. Yeah. Peterson. Sorry. Uh, Patrick Peterson signed with the Pittsburgh Patrick Steelers. Patrick Patterson played for the Raptors. Anyway, go ahead. Patrick Peterson signed with the Steelers. He wanted to play at least two more seasons. The Steelers are making it happen. So good for him. A lot of Joe Hayden vibes with that signing, eh, Patrick? Yeah, veteran guy holding to help that second. They yep. tied with the Niners last year with most interceptions with 20. And Minka Fitzpatrick is such a stud. Oh, yeah. All pro safety. Anyway, go ahead. Defensive tackle Javon Hargraves on the move as well. Uh, he goes from the Eagles to join the 49ers. Four years, $84 million, 40 of that guaranteed. He like a glove. Like, you just pair him with, with Bosa. The team just gets even scarier. How about the hate that's going on with the Niners and Eagles? That's a rivalry. Yeah, I like it. And again, heading into the season, like what's the biggest hole with the Niners? And they signed Sam Darnold yesterday, which I thought was really fascinating. Yep. Because talk about go to a place where you can maybe revitalize your career. Mm -hmm. But again, the Niners pass rush gets even more ferocious. I love that signing. And it takes away from their number one chief rival. In the conference, the Eagles, got to love it for the San Francisco 49ers. How about this for the Chiefs? And a big one around Patrick Mahomes is Orlando Brown is no longer going to be blocking on the blind side. Offensive tackle Jawan Taylor goes from Jacksonville to Kansas City. Four years, $80 million, 60 of that guaranteed. Listen, anytime, anytime you can add to the offensive line. And that was the big offseason story for the Chiefs last year. They yep. traded away the Cheetah. And what did they do? They completely rebuilt their offensive line, led to a Super Bowl championship. Yep. Losing a big piece, mm-hmm. grabbing another big piece. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing in Kansas City. Jason Kelsey's running it back. Yeah. He's back with the Eagles for one more year. I love this. I said I like it like that. Yeah, I like it. Again, uh, he's chasing a Super Bowl. And I don't know, maybe we'll get a rematch. The brothers in the Super Bowl again? That could happen. Another Kelsey Bowl? It could be. That'd be fun. Um, There was some other stuff that happened as I kind of went to the airport and stuff like that. Was there anything that I missed here apart from Uh, Aaron Rodgers stuff, which I'll get to in just a moment here? uh, Well, what's fascinating to me is what the Buffalo Bills are going to do. As they lost Edmonds, that linebacker. And and they re-up Matt Milano to a two-year deal, which uh, absolutely is an all-pro linebacker. and That's something they had to do. But they need another playmaker in Buffalo to help Josh Allen. Mm. It's an arms race in the AFC. You have to go out there and add a big-time receiver. Is it OBJ who wants $20 million, which is insane? Because he still <laughs> he thinks he's a number one receiver, which, okay, fine. 13 teams went to watch him work out. They did. I just They need another explosive playmaker in Buffalo. And I'm really interested to see who they get. Like, Adam Thielen would be a nice fit. But is Adam Thielen the guy? That, no, the Bills need an OBJ type to pair with Stephon Diggs to make that team extra explosive. And by the way, interesting stuff here with Austin Eckler, eh, Patrick? Oh, yeah. Yep. Like them and the Perhaps Chargers. asking for a trade out. Yeah, um, that'd be a team that if I'm the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. Austin Eckler would look super sexy in that I don't think anybody's scored more touchdowns from a running back position in the last yep. two years. You could do everything out of you, out of the backfield from that position, yeah. right? Again, if He's I'm the Bills, multi-weapon. because obviously there's a lot of talk around Derrick Henry potentially getting dealt by the Titans and the Bills are on that list. Austin Eckler is a better fit in Buffalo with his ability to catch passes out of the backfield. Sure. I would agree with you. Uh, Also, this from Adam Schefter on the latest as far as what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. The Jets and Aaron Rodgers went on an elaborate date last Tuesday at his house in Los Angeles. (laughs) Spent a lot of time together. Had a great time. 
Just think of all the times that you dated, Greeny, anybody else has dated. If you had a great date on Tuesday and then didn't hear from the person you went out with in almost a week, you'd begin to wonder what the hell is going on, right? Mm. So I think that's fair to wonder. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. That's Adam Eschefter. I like that one. We had a nice night bowling, had a nice little dinner, had some good drinks after. No phone call after, little, no text, no nothing. kiss on the cheek as I dropped you off. Thought to- that was a good sign. Total ghosted the next week or so. Yeah, but that's Aaron Rodgers. Totally flaky. Yeah. Which he, is fine. He could just be in a dark room. But he, uh, again, all, all the tea leaves in front of the show um, or front of Inside the Lines. I don't think. Have we had Trey Wingo on here? We have not. Uh, okay, well, okay. I, I We can get him on. I can number. Um, Trey Wingo reported yesterday. It's done. Yeah. So we'll see. Wingo was on it from the start. He was the first yep. one to say that the Jets were interested in Rodgers and that there was a, like kind of a mutual yeah. love and, there. And, and listen, Wingo with his time with ESPN. He's a New York guy. He knows yeah, that he place. knows. You know, and he's a big time. It's not. This wasn't Schefter yeah. Rappaport yeah. or Glazer, but he and, definitely knows he's he's connected. And the signing today, Patrick, also all signs point to the Jets. Alan Lazard. Yeah, signing with the Jets. I also I don't know if you felt saw this during the coverage yesterday when the Rogers stuff broke and they were NFL Network was throwing up tweets from Garrett Wilson, Brees yes. Hall, yeah, Thos Gardner. They all skirted around it. I almost felt like, wow, we didn't break this. Yeah, but then it felt like, okay, well, eight hours ago and well, almost well, yeah, a lot longer Gar- than that. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Garrett Wilson had to kind of walk back his tweet, and I'm sure yeah. the Jets re- reached out to him and go, "Hey, you guys got to dial it back. Got to calm bit. down here, boys. It's not done yet. Yeah, you might be getting his tamper charges here, that type of thing. Uh, also, uh, Taylor Heineke is signed with the Falcons, two-year deal worth up to twenty million dollars. If that moves the needle for you at all, that's the latest from this morning. As this will continue into Wednesday, Jays were in spring league action against the Red Sox. Uh, there's a couple things from this game yesterday. Alejandro Kirk made his spring debut. He was late to camp due to the birth of his first child, which also led to him missing the World Baseball Classic with Mexico. Took a couple of walks, had a hit in his only at bat, and played it a couple of runs. Manoa got the start. He played three and a third innings with two hits against four walks, as he did battle a little bit of control issue at some points. He also had five strikeouts while allowing three earned runs. Bo Bichette had two home runs, his first two of the spring. He also took a couple of walks as the Jays ended up winning 16-3 over the Red Sox. And we also got an update on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. from manager John Schneider. See how he is after today. He said he felt great, which is awesome. Um, Hopefully he's running the bases a lot this year, so he has to keep doing it. But, yeah, probably in the next few days, you know, you could probably see him in there as long as... um, he feels good after the workout today. And that was after there was some footage of him running the bases on Sunday as well. Vladdy's been out with some right knee discomfort that flared up from running first to second in a game way back on March the 3rd. Yeah, I know Vladdy wants to play in the second round mm-hmm. at the WBC for the Dominican. Mm. That I don't think that's not going to happen. Yeah. He's got to get ready for the season here. Only 15 more spring games left. No. Oh. Two weeks from today, we will be discussing the final spring training game against the Phillies and the season opener in St. Louis on March the 30th. Uh, They also made uh, their first set of minor league assignments yesterday, including Ricky Tiedemann. He was a little bit banged up. He had been shut down for soreness, wasn't expected to make the big club. Anyways, late last night, World Baseball Classic Canada facing the Americans. Canada was a plus 360 underdog to the Americans, minus 500 favorites when I checked in the afternoon. It was 19-year-old Texas Rangers prospect Mitch Bratt getting the start for Canada against White Sox ace Lance Lynn and his 285 major league starts. And this went about as exactly as you would have expected. Mm. Uh, 
the Americans opened up a ridiculous lead in the first and ended up mercy yeah. in Canada in the seventh inning, 12 to one. Uh, we talked to our man, uh, Lou yesterday. He was going to the game. Um, we saw the franchise tweet out Brendan Parker tweet out. They're at the game. And I actually watched it and go, I'm going to watch some WBC before I go play basketball. Cause I'm like, maybe Canada can keep this close. It was nine, nothing after Mike Trout yeah. did that three run bomb. I'm like, it's over. I can't watch this anymore. It's time to flip the channel. Uh, on to Columbia, as uh, Bill Belichick would say. What's, but not maybe. Is that what he said? No, was on to on Cleveland. To, was it on to Columbia? It's Cleveland. Was that, is that true? On to Cincinnati. Cleveland. Oh, Cincinnati. That's right. Oh yeah. Southern Ohio. Yeah. Both were in Ohio. I would have given it to you. Canada plays Columbia at one o'clock today. Mm. Don't miss it. Suck on that Columbia. Let's go. Yeah. Raptors back in action tonight as well. They return home after losing four or five on their latest road trip. Raptors are thirty-two and thirty-six. They're ninth in the East. Seven and a half games back. The Knicks in sixth. So a play-in tournament spot is looking like best case scenario. But Pacers and Wizards are only a game back at Toronto. So plenty to play for in these remaining fourteen games for the Raptors. They got the fifth toughest remaining schedule. Tonight, one of those matches, a 5.30 tip-off as they host the Western Conference leading Nuggets. That one's going to be on Sportsnet. At Indian Wells, multiple Canadians in singles action yesterday. An 11 a.m. doubleheader, Felix Ogialiasim took on Francisco Serendolo of Argentina. FAA, the favorite, is the eighth seed against the 27th seeded Argentinian. That was going on at Stadium 3. At the same time, at Stadium 1, it was the 30th seed Leila Fernandez facing the 5th seeded Carolyn Garcia of France. They both started and ended at nearly the same time. One good result, one not so good. Felix Ogier Aliassime with a straight sets win, 7-5 and 6-4. Layla lost the opening set 6-4, won the second 7-6, but ultimately couldn't withstand the higher-seeded Garcia, falling 6-1 in the third and deciding set. That left 32nd seeded Bianca Andreescu, alone Canadian on the women's side, but the toughest match of all, she was up against world number one, Iga uh, can you do it? Schweitek? Svan. Svantek. Can you try it, Patrick? You get Svantek. Uh, close. Alex, can you see it? Can you show Alex? Try to read it? Svantek. Yeah, it's Sviantek. Sviantek. There you go. There it is. I do it in the break and then... It's hard. Sviantek. Center stage, stadium one. Anyway, Bianca got... Yeah, she lost. Yeah. Yeah, water's wet. Iga... Cruised. Uh, locally, I uh, wanted to give a congrats to uh, Spencer Borsos of the Calgary Canucks, voted AJHL All-Rookie Team in the South Division. Those Canucks will look to beat the Black Falls Bulldogs Game 3 of their opening round series after losing the first two games to the Bulldogs. Uh, that one will go at Max Belt, 7 o'clock tonight. Elsewhere, the Canmore Eagles host the Drumheller Dragons. That series is tied at 1. The Okotoks Oilers are up in Camrose to face the Kodiaks. Oilers looking for a 3 to nothing lead in that best of seven series as the AJHL's first round of the playoffs are underway. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, Great stuff. The Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, uh, we'll do our text question for the morning. We'll tee up the Flames and Coyotes tonight in the desert. And at 7.30, we'll talk to Justin Bourne from Real Kipper and Bourne in the NHL on Sportsnet. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.